Hello, everybody. This is the 414, and on this episode, I am not going to have a guest. So this is just me, Thomas Hoven, your host, coming at you. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, yeah, I, I wanted to just kind of have my own introspective episode as well as introduce myself um, a little more fully to everybody. So my name is Thomas Hoven. I am a senior at Wabash College, studying physics, hoping to go to law school. I actually retook my LSAT this past Saturday morning, and I did pretty well on the first one, but just wanted to do a couple points better if possible. And I felt really, really good this go around, much better than the last time. And so two weeks from Wednesday, when this will probably come out. So two weeks from today, I will receive those scores and hopefully do a little bit better. A little bit more about me. So I am half Filipino and half white. So dad is full Filipino. His parents immigrated here <clears throat> before he was born. So dad was born here. And then mom is just all kinds of white from Irish to Hungarian um, and quite a bit, uh, quite a bit more. So nice little mutt I am, but very, very proud of my heritage. So let me start off with a hot take here. And that was, I was in a very, very good position in life when the coronavirus struck. Now, the reason I say that this is controversial is because I was a senior in high school when COVID occurred in 2020, and so we ended up not having our really fourth quarter of classes, plus maybe a week or two at the end of the third quarter there. And, you know, that was supposed to be the the last go-around in high school with, where you hang out with your friends in school and, you know, the stereotypical kind of end of an era and so we didn't get that. We didn't get our senior prom. We didn't get a couple other things that go along senior year. We had um, Trojan Trojan takedown or senior assassin at my high school Bishop Chittard, and so we didn't get to play that either. So a lot of the a lot of the fun senior activities we did miss out on, which was unfortunate. Um, the the most unfortunate for me was I did not get to compete in my senior track season of high school, uh, which would have been nice, um, especially because, so at Chittard, there is the wall of fame, um, and there's there's two sides of the wall. One is an athletic side, and one is an academic side, and so I'm, I'm on the wall for the academics. I was the big salutatorian, which was pretty cool, and very proud of that, but I am not on the wall for the athletic side and I was really hoping to get myself on that that senior year due to track and I think I had a good chance um, so the the story goes there's there's multiple ways to get on for track um, you, the winning some type of championship whether it's the conference or city championship is probably the easiest way um, because above that, it's winning a sectional or winning a regional or being a state finalist, a, 
I think actually state medal is so stuff like that. So also very competitive positions. And my junior year, I got second at the conference meet, and I think like first, third, fourth, fifth were all seniors. So I was poised to probably win that my senior year. And then also my junior year, so I got second at that conference meet, and so then afterwards, coach told me, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna beat that kid in." one or two weeks at the city meet whenever that was after the conference meet and so city meet comes around and i did i did beat the senior who had beaten me at conference but lost to a different senior from a different school or our tribal school actually and got second again by less than a tenth of a second and so on all didn't end up on the wall but that's okay that's how that goes but anyway back to covid so we lost out on prom and track and the such, and that was unfortunate, but, you know, after a couple weeks of true quarantine and stuff, life was not the end of the world for me, I realized I'm in a very, I was in a very fortunate position, um, being pretty healthy and young, and I do know that COVID took lives, and was very bad for many people, so I don't want to overlook that, and I'm sorry to anyone who was affected or lost people. But for myself, a young, dumb high schooler still, the we ended up, I, I recall one of, one of the fun, funniest moments, so we had a, I think it was a review session for the AP macro exam that I should have done well on, but did not because another negative with COVID was I did not take those studies that last quarter as seriously as possible. But anyway, so quarantine had been lifted, but I think you weren't really supposed to be hanging out with people and such. I don't remember the true stipulations. <clears throat> but so we're the me and three other friends planned to hang out, and so... One of them picks me up, and we're driving to another's house during this review session. And she's the teacher sees that we're in the car together, and she said, "You're not supposed to be doing that." And we thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, sorry to any rules that were broken. But then we eventually did have an in-person graduation later in the summer. It was in uh, late July. And it was it was outdoors on the football field, and it actually ended up being really nice weather and being a good ceremony. So at least we did, we did get to get that in. And then not too long after that, we were all off to college. And so this is where this is really what I mean when I say that COVID was not so bad timing-wise for me. So when I got to Wabash in August of 2020, it was just the peak of the. COVID restrictions and the masks and social distancing and it Wabash was not Wabash. The world was not the world really at this time. They kept talking about the new normal and stuff like that. And so what benefited me as a college freshman and COVID was that there was nothing going on on campus. So there were not events. Uh, there were not such as speakers or musical performances or the theater plays and shows. There were not sporting 
events. So there was no football season that year. Um, the Maybe in the second semester, there was a bit of basketball. Like, I think they played five games or something. But all in all, there was nothing besides class. And this was good for me, I think, because it enabled me to really slowly adjust to the whole college life, living on your own and such. And that was that was pretty helpful. And then in addition, since there was nothing going on, so as I've mentioned at Wabash, guys like me moved straight into the fraternity on day one. And so the house was always full of people. And so um, I had all this time to get to know not only my own pledge class, but the older, older brothers and we hung out and there was probably a two month span where we played Among Us, which is the the um, the it's a it's an app on your phone and it's like a if you've played the game Mafia, it's like you're trying to find out who the killer is and it's very very fun a strategic game. But yeah, we played that probably two months in a row, almost nightly. Uh, sometimes it'd be Mondays until 3 a.m. and you just keep going. And it was so fun. And in the moment, I didn't appreciate how lucky I was to have that, to have those times because when, when sophomore year rolled around and sports and activities and everything was back on campus, which was great because Wabash isn't Wabash with all that stuff. But when it all returned, <clears throat> I did, you didn't see those. You didn't see that every single night, the house being full of people and things to do like that. And so, yeah, it. I th- I'm I'm big on kind of finding the silver lining of unfortunate events, and I think for me, I definitely can do so with Coke. Something else I'm big on, especially being here at Wabash, is live in the moment. So. The especially Wabash guys who are super hard workers always you're all we're always preparing ourselves for the future. So if if we back up in high school, it's I gotta get these good grades so that I can get into college, and then in college I gotta get these good grades so that I can go to law school, go to med school, get that job, and then I gotta get that job so I can get all this money. And I think people sometimes do do overlook the fact that you need to slow down, live in the moment, enjoy the time you have. And it's it, it's cliche, but the the four years you have here goes fast. But it's not just the four years in college. Any, any time you're living in goes fast. And so I think it's important to enjoy that time and appreciate it for what it is. So I've mentioned that I am taking this fatherhood class, which has been very fruitful. And... One of the connections that I've kind of made with the relationship that fathers should have with their children to the relationships that everyone can and should have is that in a lot of ways, it's not that hard. Life is not that hard. And this might be even more controversial than my COVID take. But what I mean by this is I'm I'm, I'm being a little, a little facetious, the Life is very, very, very hard, and life's not fair, and the whole shipping. But 
what's not hard is to treat people kindly and in in terms of fatherhood that if i had to sum it up i would say be kind to your kid is what a good dad looks like because all we're going through all these things it's like respond to the kid um, at an appropriate level spend time with your kid play with your kid and it's just like those those are things that i think are are easy to do and even though they're easy to do those those are the indicators of a good good outcomes for children and stuff like that and then kind of when i extrapolate that to just relationships in general it's whether it's with uh, your friends other family members a romantic relationship it's it's not that difficult to be nice now i think what what does really complicate life is so we're human and we're not always perfect at being nice and treating people the way that we should so i think what really makes what complicates everything is how we react when we are not nice and so right when something goes awry how do you react and that is what that is what is not so easy about life so when i'm not when i don't treat my friend the way that i'm supposed to now that we've had this little issue do we resolve it quickly and continue on or in lots of cases does it build up into some larger issue and when i talk about being nice it makes me think of my just biggest pet peeve probably in the entire world and that is on airplanes so when you're on an airplane and you land right the the courtesy right is the people in the front get off first and then you they go it goes in the line all the way to the back and people in the back get off last and i'm not saying this out of a first class dweller um or real real up front being annoying people in the back most of the plane rides i've taken in my life i've been towards the if not in the past the last five to eight rows so i spend my time in the back um maybe a little further up on some but you get the gist and there's nothing nothing grinds my gears more than when and so you know you the plane lands and everybody wants to stand up um, whether it's just a stretch or they're itching to get off stuff like that and i get really really irritated when i'm just i like to just sit there and wait my turn to get up and get off and so i get really really irritated when people behind me bolt out in front of me or are being pushy and yeah it's just I don't know the prob. I shouldn't get so irritated. I should realize if I it shouldn't. I if I care that much, just let them go and I can take my sweet time and it's not so bad. But I don't know the the attitude that it seems to convey to me is very poor and I just I I always make an emphasis of trying to. Uh, let those in front of me get off. So I am training for a marathon right now. I'm running, this will be my first marathon ever. It's the Monumental Marathon in 
downtown Indianapolis. It's October the 28th, so a little less than two months from now, probably closer to a month and a half now. And I'm, I'm really excited, really excited. It, I didn't, I didn't know what they really meant. I didn't, I didn't identify with what people meant by the runner's high before I started training for this. And now I certainly do. And you don't, you definitely do not experience the runner's high on every run, um, especially even every long run. And so it, it's very, very glorifying when you do the, my prime example was, I think it was the furthest long run I've done so far, which was 17 miles. And for those last like five miles, I felt like I was just on air. My, my legs had zero pain. I, I ran the last two, the fastest that I had done all day. And it was quite, quite nice. Now the last, and then a few days ago when I ran, I only made it 16 miles and the last six were a fight and such. So yeah, ho ho hopefully things work out and I get that runner's high on the day of the marathon, which with a bit of tapering and some, uh, some adrenaline, I think should be pretty good. But I bring, I bring this up not to just be the person who loves to talk about himself running the marathon. I bring up running the marathon because deciding to run it is an indicator of a large factor in the way I live my life. And so the old mantra goes, you don't want to die and go to heaven and God show you this awesome person. And when you ask God, who is that? Who's this person that did all those great things? And God t tells you, that's the person that you were supposed to be, that you could have been if you would have fulfilled your potential. And so, yeah, that's just I don't want to live my life knowing there are things I wanted to do, things I could have done, and so that's why I'm trying to make the most out of it. There's a Theo Vaughn clip that's really powerful. He says, ask her out, no matter who she is, whether she's a job, a new city, an actual person, whether she's an opportunity or fear, whatever she is, man, ask her out. And that, that's what I was, that's what I'm trying to get at. The that's what I try to do. That's what I think everyone should try to uh, do with their lives. Go for it. See what happens. What's the worst that can happen? So yeah, I think it's I think it's very important to take risks and see what can happen. And that's that's kind of what I've what I'm doing with this podcast here. The it it's something I've been thinking about for a while, and I eventually just decided to go for it. And so I, uh, yeah, that's, that's why we're here. And that's also all I have for today. So I appreciate it. I hope this helps you know a little bit more about me and I will plan on seeing you guys next time. See you guys.